When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers from Demon Slayer. Please beware. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, Vlord GTZ. And with me today, I have one of my usual co-hosts that hasn't been on in a while, I feel. <laughs> you feel. Yeah, I feel. Maybe. Possibly. It's true. I've been yeah. on for years. Hello, Sakaki. How have you been? I've forgotten everything I know about Demon Slayer. I'm sorry. How long has it been? What's Demon Slayer? Yeah, exactly. I, I think it, the last time I was on was a manga episode, so... Yeah, god, that, that must have been a while ago then. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. we have you on any of the Season 2 anime episodes? No. I've never been on an anime episode of Demon Slayer. What about Mugen Train? Okay, we had that. Yeah, okay. That counts. Yeah. TV anime episode. Okay. I haven't been on any of those. Yeah. Well, it feels like you're closer than ever to me. So what is the series about again? Yeah, it's like we're in the same room. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're all in the same room in my apartment in Los Angeles. Because we saw something very big today. Very important. Yeah, we saw something that shook the world. It tore the force. Yes. But did we, did we introduce our other guest, Pete? No, we didn't. <laughs> I have a terrible memory. <laughs> it's spreading. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, so uh, who, who else do we have with us? So, uh, returning guest, Lum Ramayasha. Yes, and tonight, you know, it certainly set my heart ablaze. I'm just burn, burn, burning to talk about the thing we saw tonight. Mm. Indeed. And also with us, can hardly hold my breath. <laughs> Good one. I like that. <laughs> yes, and, and also with us, the Conan expert who was reading a How to Learn English <laughs> book about uh, Conan. Jacka ten twenty one. I learned many things tonight. Yes, and you're here to help us investigate <laughs> this uh, movie. I unfortunately am not very good at mysteries. This person is dead. Please call later. Well, neither is Demon Slayer. Yes. Do do do. The caller you are trying to reach has passed away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we've had a, a lot of fun while we've been in L.A. Well, I guess, like, I live in L.A. now, so I guess I'm having fun every day. Are you? Are you? No. <laughs> I have a job, even though I like my job, so maybe I'm having fun. All right, I'm leaving. And you get to go to exclusive 
big screenings, and I'll have all sorts of perks, and I will have all sorts of insider information. So it doesn't I, I do guess. Any, it doesn't do anything for his innate sense of loneliness. Since he's always trying to convince me to come live here with yeah, him. Yes, I, I need friends. <laughs> Making new friends in a city is is hard. Making new friends, period. Is I was hard. about to say. <laughs> This is my desperate call for friends. <laughs> Listeners, be my friend. Man, you have so many friends, though. I need friends to live in a closer mile radius. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think same. that's what this weekend's been about, isn't it, Sakaki? Yeah, same. I'm trying to convince Jeff and my wife to live so we could live here in L.A. We're so. not actually married, disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> we don't want that mistake yet. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, we've we've had a good time. You dress for the job you want, not the job you have. See, Kaku's thinking with the noggin. (laughs) But yes, we had a lot of fun today, and of course, we're we're beating around the bush. But we did get to see a pretty big event. Yes, the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba to the Swordsmith Village World Tour. This was previously a two-day event in Tokyo and Japan, and it's now come to Los Angeles. Two days? Yeah, they had two separate days of it. Okay. Uh, Wait, so was it the same thing both days? Yeah, it was the same thing both days. They just got two days for it. So what was was different from what Tokyo got than what we got? Like, were there different people there? Like, I believe there were... Let's look yeah. at the thing. Yeah, I do remember when, when looking up the, uh, like, you know, the tour dates and the guests and everything. I do remember, I think it was different. It was the same, like, footage of, you know, the anime, but they had different guests there. I don't yeah. think every stop on this tour is even going to have, like, the guests that we got. Yeah, no. It's yeah, not. it's no. different guests depending on location. Yeah. 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 So, like, um... Tokyo had so Tokyo had different guests on different days. So for their okay, Feb, that makes sense, for their Feb fourth one, they had Natsuki Hanai, mm-hmm. Akari Kito, Hiro Shimono, Yoshitsugu Matsuoka, and uh, Yuma Takahashi. Mm-hmm. Then the Feb fifth showing had Katsuyuki Konishi, Kengo Kawanishi, and Kana. Hanazawa. So basically Kanaroji, um, Uzui, and um, Tokito. Yeah. Them. Yeah, okay. And then the first day basically had the main cast. Yeah, Tanjiro, Nezuko, Inosuke, and Yazanitsu. Yeah, yeah. Zuru doesn't want to be bothered. I know he's shy, but... He's got lots of Gintama work. Like, they just announced a new, another Gintama event, so he, he's going to be busy for the end of time for that series. Yeah. <laughs> He can never escape. But yeah, I mean, our guests for the Los Angeles showing, though, were Natsuki Hanai, Ame, which I always thought was Aimer. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I was surprised to hear or Imer the Aniplex rep pronounce their name that way. Yeah, and then, like, Ame herself said Yeah, Ame. Yeah, yeah, so Ame so. Like, Which I guess makes sense because it's like, it's. I guess it's supposed to be the French pronunciation. Yeah. And then it's supposed to sound also like rain, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, see, and the whole time I, when they're saying it, I'm saying like, have I been saying this whole time and people have been knowing it's how it's said and no. they've never corrected me? I, I feel so much better now. <laughs> like that actually everybody thought I've been pronouncing oh, it that way. I mean, it's like in gem. 
to um okay like amnesia to like love yeah oh, oh. Uh, yeah yeah in French yeah yeah okay We... well no okay you but... took French love <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I know that I just said uh, I didn't realize like that's I that should have been obvious then how to pronounce their name yeah. no but I mean it's Japanese you don't yeah. really yeah I didn't. I mean, I figured yeah. it has something to do with love, but that, that's why I pronounce it, you know, I, you know. Yeah. Right. So that's what I thought. So I, I'm just glad that it wasn't just me that didn't know how to pronounce it. You're not alone, Sakaku. <laughs> we all suck at pronunciation of I mean, names like, of people that we've never heard before. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, yeah, because when, when it, we bring her up in conversation, nobody's ever said, that's not how you say her name. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean... When I say Amor, people know, oh, yeah, her. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Speaking of which, Ame has really good English. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, like, very... the same thing. She enunciated pretty clearly. She mm-hmm. was... Yeah. She yeah. spoke really well. I mean, I guess it makes sense since, like, she does have a lot of English in her songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I guess it's not too surprising. I, I, I mean, like that. I mean, the performance was good and everything. I'm just surprised it was just the two songs that she was like, bye. The audio <laughs> Well, I mean, the two songs that were Dean Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I, I, I knew it. she wasn't going to. Like, but... what What other songs could she perform at a Dean I mean, Slater yeah, event? no, that's fair. I, I guess an Ime deep, deep in my heart, I really wanted her to sing the "Not to Me" ending. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good song. Deep yeah. in my heart, I wanted her to sing her. She uh, just needs, I mean, it's, it's she less... just needs to come as a guest to some con and do like a concert. No, she no. did an NYC concert a few years back. Oh, yeah, she okay, did. then she, did. she yeah. just needs to do that again. We need I mean, to go it to was it. less that I expected her to perform more songs, and I just expected a guest more. Like I don't know. Yeah, she kind of just came on she, stage. She, Hi, yeah. yeah, she said, hey, song, then left. I, yeah. I didn't expect her to perform more music. I just was more thinking there would be more than that. Yeah. Like an interview yeah. with her? Maybe an interview. Not really. You know, at least something like, hey, how do you like, what do you like about Demon Slayer or something? Or how did you get into singing for this series? Yeah, that, uh, that's an interview. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, I forgot to mention the other guests. Yeah. Uh, so... Like the previous events, producer Yuma Takashi was there. And also, they didn't mention this on the guest list. No, I was actually uh, surprised. Yeah. Um, Zach Aguilar was there. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's not... Zach Aguilar was doing dub actor on stage, but like before bringing everyone on stage, they made a point to announce that, hey, pretty much like all the major dub cast members were in the Orpheum Theater like to attend and watch the event. Mm, yeah, I mean, Alex Lay was there, Abby Trot, previous guest, Bryce Pappenbrook. <laughs> I got to see his hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The uh, ankle of her seats was not very good. Yeah, I mean, her seats were kind of like in the corner. Yeah, we were yeah. like almost enough to see underneath, but like it wasn't. We were in the right corner and there was like, you know, we couldn't see in the upper balcony where all the actors were seated. Yeah, I mean, it was fine so, for the actual like... Uh, screening yeah, for the yeah, most yeah. part. Yeah, like I kind of, I kind of wish. Like, obviously, like I guess context here for how we got into this. We played the game of luck of purchasing the tickets through Ticketmaster, which uh, was mainly pure luck because the tickets sold out in like four minutes. <laughs> so, and we all tried to buy them. Yeah. I could not get in. Yeah, yeah. so I couldn't get in on my computer. But then I tried logging in through the Ticketmaster app, and I got in through there. And I just kind of, like, took whatever I saw. 
that was in our budget. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I got there, but I couldn't actually buy anything. Yeah. So. In retrospect, apparently they were doing media access for this event. Yeah. So we probably could have contacted Anaplex and got it in. Yeah. Um, so I should I should think about that next time if there's an event like this in the future. <laughs> that's okay. We got goodies though. So yeah, as the host of the Demon Slayer podcast, I think they, you would have had the poll. Yeah, I mean, uh, Anaplex, if you're listening to this, uh, contact us through our email. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I know how to contact you guys as well, but uh, help, help me out here. Give me a solid. <laughs> yeah. Should have connected with some of our industry media friends yeah. after the event. Oh, well. You can pay me back the money I paid you. <laughs> I feel like you don't deserve it. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not sure if they'd be able to get all four of us in the... Okay, that's fair. Because like, like it was so it was at the Orpheum Theater, the event, which Orpheum Theater is pretty big. Uh, it hosts like two thousand people, roughly. But yeah, when it's an yeah. exclusive event like this, two thousand is still like probably not enough for the actual demand. Yeah. Like I guess like contextually, if you go to like Anime Expo, their main events hall is like three thousand people, mm, a little yeah. over three thousand even. It was a full house. Yeah, I'm full of very passionate fans to the point that the merch line was crowded before the film and after it. Yeah. I mean, granted, we got there about an hour in after Doors opened, so there was already yeah, quite a few Doors opened people. two hours before the screening was to begin, so yeah. that yeah. goes to show just how dedicated some of these fans are that they arrived like that early before the event started just to get in line get seated get their merch and all concessions mm-hmm. and all that for sure which I, i'm kind of glad they did that though because it definitely by the time we got there a lot of the crowd had died down like I mean, outside there was no building. crowd outside and it yeah. is so weird like a, the uh, guard like outside security you mean security uh, security guard uh, the guy outside the security guy he was like oh go around all the way to the back and come out the other way and it's like okay but it's like there there was no line on the right side we could have literally just walked I like, mean, I guess right. it's technically and a traffic hazard. Yeah. For one minute, just walking <laughs> to the I door. And the thing is, if, like, like, not even a traffic hazard, we could just The thing is, like, they the had the whole, like, sidewalk basically blocked off. Yeah. And we crossed, and the only way to get back was to either cross back, but, like, since we were already on that side, you told us to go around the yeah. building. Yeah. yeah, we should have just crossed we back. We could have just crossed back <laughs> and <then> crossed <laughs> so on the other side of the street. In the first place for the... For it's okay, yeah. we stretched the your right. legs a little bit. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't take that didn't, long. It didn't affect anything, because there yeah. was no line, and we didn't line up for anything else inside. Yeah, we got there, we got there with pretty much perfect timing. Like, yeah. We didn't have to wait around long. I mean... It was a crowd, but I don't think it was to the point that we were, no, like, it, suffocated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a fairly spacious inside. Like, there definitely was a lot of people surrounding, like, the merch area. But I think by the time we were in there already, like, most people had already settled down. Um, so, like, we just kind of went to the bathroom, then we went and chilled down in our seats. But, yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, so once we got into the building and, like, got settled down and everything... Uh, the event started, and uh, they started with like a little Q and A, 
between uh, Zach Aguilar and Hanai. Um, and uh, apparently, this is the first time you ever met. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I guess makes sense because, like, yeah, yeah. Like, when are well, you gonna met in person? I think that they uh, yeah met met in person, virtual. but still, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They were adorable together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They both have a lot of energy, and they they very much fit the role, obviously. And I hope they do get to play video games like an I want. Yeah, Monster Hunter collab between <laughs> Hanai and, and Aguilar. You can tell Zach really does look up to him, and it's uh, just pr- expertise as an actor. Yeah, no, I mean all the all the Demon Slayer English voice actors are huge fans of the Japanese. Like, I mean, I mean when I when I talked to. Uh, the ADR director for season one, Steve Staley, a uh, long time back. You mentioned that they do kind of like compare a lot what with what the Japanese performances are like. So like, I guess in many ways, when you think about it, it like uh, performances like Matsuoka and like Hanai's are kind of like the the inspiration for a lot of the voices we hear in the dub, at least for the Demon Slayer dub. So yeah, it's really cool that they got to interact with each other and they kind of just talked about like. Uh, Stuff like uh, what uh, Agler wants Hanai to see in, like, L.A., like, in and out in Disneyland. And uh, Zach chose the correct in and out order. It's uh, animal-style burger and animal fries. Okay. Which is what you should get. I will (laughs) trust you in that, though. Yeah, I can tell you what that is. Yeah, well, we're going to in and out guys. Though I'm not sure if you like the animal one, because that has cheese. Well, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you a non-cheese animal style. All right. But the question is, is that what Tanjiro would order? Tanjiro would probably get animal style. Okay. I mean, just the name of it sounds like something... Yeah, I was about to say animal breathing. Yeah, animal <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> breathing. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's kind of the Taisho secret menu, so to say. It's one of those things that's not actually on the menu. It's a, some, it's a secret thing. Yeah, so I mean, tangent about in and out I guess. Like, there's like the not-so-secret menu at in and out where like, they don't have certain items on the menu, but everyone knows that they're items that in and out sells. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. It confused me the first time I went to in and out in like 2019. But then I looked it up like, oh, okay, this this makes sense. The deep in and out lore. At that point, why did you just put it on the menu? Because it's tradition. Okay. They have to weed out the weaklings. They put it on the That's website. Terrible. It has so to be a secret, oh, okay, just like the location of the swordsman. Yeah. Exactly. It goes through hoops and not know where things are. Yeah. I guess one other thing we didn't mention is um, they gave out these really cool goodie bags. Yeah. And all the seats. Yeah, they're just there on the seat for you to take. Yeah. And it has yeah. like... Just a tote bag that's with the Demon Slayer logo branding. And inside is just some Bandai figurines. Yeah. Uh, well, the various Bandai, like, kind of product, you know, yeah. merch tie-ins. Like, yeah, like, they had a Tanjiro figure, a little Nezuko figure. Yeah. Honestly, like... Build it yourself, Tanjiro figure. The same yeah. one I got Sakaki yeah. for Christmas, like, a yeah. couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of weird to think about the game these, though, because, like, I feel the cost of all this is more expensive than the actual ticket. It... What do you mean? Really? You think so? Maybe, because, like, okay, our... Okay, maybe not for our tickets, but maybe for the tickets, like, above us. Well, I mean, what is the retail price for all this stuff? Like, the Tanjiro thing is probably, like, between 20 and $30. Yeah, it's so like $30. 30. 
And then the Nezuko thing is probably the same. Yeah, so that's like, but, okay, let's assume like $50 then for that. And then those little, what are they called again? They're like, like little yeah. bobbly thingies. I forget the actual name. Tibbies. Tibbies, that's what it is. It was like small, like little, like kind of bobbly. Yeah, things. so I guess maybe not exact, but it's like a good chunk of like the ticket price. At least over 50%. And Ticketmaster also takes a large cut of the money. All right. So, like, what were the the tickets then? Our tickets were a hundred dollars, like before Ticketmaster fees. Mm-hmm. But Ticketmaster also takes a cut of that original ticket price. Yeah, and we all know Ticketmaster really likes no, to Hi, Ticketmaster. We love you. Sponsor no, the show. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, we love you if you give us some of that money you're taking from us back. Yes. Give me, give me my $500 back. Uh, yeah. Also, stop pushing, like, your ticket insurance that isn't actually ticket insurance. <laughs> We're all slaves to Ticketmaster, apparently. All hail the Hypnotoad. <laughs> all hail the Hypnotoad. <laughs> Alright, but, yeah. So we got, like, really nice goodies, so... It made it worth going for, I guess, that. I mean, they're, like, uh, fairly... I, w- I mean, when I say that, let me rephrase. <laughs> I am surprised we got goodies, and they're, like, True. pretty decent. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not anything that... Let's say the retail value of all the goodies put together is, like, $50. I feel like they could have given us a t-shirt, though. Yeah. yeah. They were selling t-shirts. They were selling cable. t-shirts, but like, it's not like t-shirts cost that much to make, really. If they're mm-hmm. gonna throw in like 60 bucks worth of stuff, they could set in another five. I mean, in reality, these also don't cost much to make. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were selling shirts, but they were like 40 bucks. Yeah. 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 They could have given us a cheap ones. Yeah. Is someone who used to work for the clothing side of a retailer, they're making a ton of money off that. <laughs> yeah, they are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because t-shirts are not that hard to manufacture. Alright, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, so... What else were they selling on that merch table? Because it was so in demand. Like, again, there were lines that were going... They were wrapping all the way around to the bottom of the building. Like, there was a, yeah, we saw like a bar downstairs, and they were using that as a queue area. And, like, the line was literally going from, like, the le- left side, the entry point of the the venue, all the way around and back again. So it was yeah. very, very ridiculous. I think they were selling, like, a poster or something? Yeah, yeah. it was like a poster. Like, I want to say some... I'm not sure if they were stands Acrylic or keychains. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. might have been something like that. Yeah, and then the shirt... Probably keychains yeah they usually sell keychains or yeah and then like maybe i mean the shirt that they had was basically like the key i mean it was i don't think it was just plain anime key art but it was it was key art for like something you would see on a poster and then on the back it had like the dates of the, the world tours, tour yeah it was mm-hmm. I, yeah it was a world tour key art that poster yeah, yeah. which i feel like you can you'll probably be able to get that shirt in the hot topic, and that's your observation. <laughs> well, every work. key art gets a shirt at hot topic. Yeah, I mean, every single key art. And also, it's probably just merch that you'd be able to buy just from what well, any place, wherever. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
Uh, whatever merch that they were selling at that table is probably merch you could probably get elsewhere, I think. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not without that world tour branding at the back of it. Uh, Which, I mean, do we, do we really need that? Uh, this, this is a bitty rate. I hate when there's text on the back of t-shirts. <laughs> it just looks bad. Unless yeah. you make it, like, cool, stylish. Yeah, like, um, like Sakaki's like hoodies. Yeah, the that's, that's actually cool. Yeah, okay. the, the bomber hood. I mean, like, I just don't like it because, like, when you're wearing a jacket, then... Like, yeah, it's you gonna don't be covered up anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's like... Okay. I mean, I don't want people to see it. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, like, why do you even buy it? Why are you... Well, yeah, that, that's why I wouldn't buy it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, I, that, that's just my mini rant. I want textless backs on t-shirts. But uh, aside from that stuff, uh, obviously there was the uh, Ame mini concert of the Demon Slayer songs, which was really good. It was really cool seeing it live, and they had like an actual like orchestra yeah, there. Yeah, you know what was cool is that so in the Orphan Theater, like they had the the screen that the film was going to be played on, but then they like pulled it up to reveal the band behind it. With another and, uh, screen. There's another screen behind it, which is like, whoa, that kind of blew me away. It's like, wait, th- there's some real depth to this. That's stage. a galaxy brain move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, like, so when we started, they had a smaller screen there. Then they have that screen with the orchestra. Then afterwards, they brought down a big screen. Yeah, they brought down an even bigger screen for the actual film. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. man. That is crazy. You're really keeping us on our toes, Anaplex. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I may perform the two songs she did for the Entertainment District Art, the opening and the ending. She did the full versions of them, and they were set to like basically A and B clips of the arts which is you know considering we're gonna watch the last two episodes of the arc anyway it's like well we're we're seeing the climax here in this um amv basically and but we're gonna be seeing again but you know it's mm-hmm. kind of yeah. makes yeah. sense Cheka, as the amv connoisseur what oh, were your boy. thoughts on the footage it was all right honestly like it wasn't i've actually seen worse at amv con uh, contests. Oh, so, are you talking about the AM one? I am. The one time we win, I'm sorry. I apologize to anybody listening who actually has sent their stuff in and has not qualified. She, she's doing I shouldn't be judging because I have not been doing AMVs for like the last few years. Your old AMVs are really good though. Oh, thank you. I, um, I should really make more. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> can't. Not right now. We're doing a podcast. Yes, dear. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Marital spats in podcast form. Well, yeah, no, I mean, footage was... I didn't think it, it like, they started... Since, of course, they were the full version of the song, they started out with, like, the video yeah. from yeah. the TV size and then footage of, Yeah, like, and they incorporated clips from the opening. The, yeah. Ending. I feel like after a while, I kind of zoned out the screen and just was focusing on I was focusing on Amy like as someone who played the saxophone for 10 plus years and the band yeah it was cool yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder it was probably just like some well, a local musician that they got yeah with it looked like it yeah. yeah I mean the saxophones were killing it though yeah. A plus 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 just seeing her on stage like I mean I haven't I don't think 
I don't want to say I've never been to a concert, but I definitely it's definitely been a long, long time. It's See, this is why you got to come back to LA for Radwimp. <laughs> yeah. I have to see what kind of money I'm gonna have after I spent everything on this trip. But like, no, like seeing her on stage was really cool. Cause like, I mean, I've come to really like her music over the last couple of years. Like between Demon Slayer, Fire Force, she's been on a lot of different anime. Not to me. Not to me. Yes. I'm gonna bring that up forever. <laughs> yeah, when the Demon Slayer. I mean, even this season, she's doing years open. Oh yeah, she oh, is. Yeah. So. yeah, we should go back to the. <laughs> Uh, no, I was gonna say, too, like, back to the AMV really quick. There was this one part where, like, the song, like, slows down a little bit. If you ever heard the whole song, you might know where it is. But, like, the, I was actually watching the video every once in a while, and, like, it, it does actually change clips. So, somebody thought about this. So, B plus on that part. Good job. Good job, person. I I feel like, in terms of, like, visual companions to, like, songs in like an orchestra type setting. Mm. Nothing can beat the Dragon Ball Symphonic. No, that's amazing. The Dragon Ball Symphonic uh, Orchestra is just like a whole nother level, whole nother yeah. experience. And we're one of the few people that's actually ever going to see it because Toei canceled like every single showing. God. <laughs> yeah, literally I think the only showing that actually got put on. The only performance was at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, I think there's like a UK one that's still happening. Maybe, but yeah. Good good for good for them. They, they deserve it. That's why we can't have a nice thing. Yeah. Toy ruins it. But no, I was gonna say, like, uh, when the Demon Slayer anime eventually ends, we need a proper, like, Demon Slayer concert with, like, Lisa and, like, Ame and everyone. Yeah. Now yes. man with yeah. a mission and millet. Yes! Let's go! Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, because yeah. I, I have thoughts. <laughs> okay. Positive thoughts. Okay. Very positive. I mean, I, I, I saw that one coming, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was a good song, but yeah, we'll talk about it later. We learned the man on a mission, talking about man on a mission. <laughs> God. But yeah, I mean, after, after all the performances, then the screening finally started. Well, I feel like we kind of glossed over some details. We didn't even mention, like, the... Cute, like, uh, ma- like mascot costumed. Oh yeah, the, the the big-headed Tanjiro, the big-headed. yeah, big-headed Tanjiro, and Nezuko and Zenitsu and Inosuke. Yeah, From where we were sitting, we could see like in Inosuke and Zenitsu on the top left balcony when they came in. Uh, the guy in the Zenitsu costume got very like excitable when. Uh, they were mentioning going to In-N-Out and stuff like that. So that was funny. They, they were acting in character. And they did like a little photo with the big head Tanjiro. Yeah, the... no, that was the thing. Three yeah. Tanjiros all took a photo together. <laughs> Three Tanjiros and Takahashi. <laughs> yeah. Three Tanjiros and Takahashi. Yeah, that, that was funny. Yeah. The comment on like the actual Q&A part with uh, Hanai, Zach, and Takashi, I felt like a lot of it was a pretty softball, you know, 
PR time. I, th- I think that's the point, though. Yeah. yeah, it's just like when they're asking you, Takashi, about, oh, what, did, what was the idea behind doing this world tour thing? He's like, oh, it's a way to get back to the fans. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, you're. <laughs> I feel like this is a way to try and have the best of worlds of like having a movie without making another movie. <laughs> no, no person that works in entertainment is going to say that yeah. to the public, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's just like when I, I was getting like a little impatient at some of those parts. I like the parts where Hanai and Zach were talking to each other and just like having like kind of a connection with each other. And I really like the moment where, you know, Hanai was just answering question about that was that same of like what he would recommend to Zach going into entertainment or the sort of with the jar like in terms of performance. Like at first he said, "Oh, it's a secret in terms of like what uh you know I how I found doing the performance for that act." But like what his advice to Zach was like, "Hey, you know, just do Tanjiro the way that you know Tanjiro feels right to you. How you." See the character, your account Tanjiro, basically. I thought that was a sweet sentiment. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I also wanted to comment on the fact that I feel like the translator was kind of tripping over their words a little bit. Like, yeah. they're you know, yeah. interpreting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I I respect any translator that can, like, translate on the fly. So, True. like, yeah. it didn't bother me that much. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't no, so I... much intrusive to the point that you couldn't understand what was going on. But, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree yeah. with Lum that they were having a little bit of trouble, like, keeping up and, you know, there were some sentiments that it was kind of like they were tripping over the words. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. It, it was accurate, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was better than uh, the live interpretation of Suda Fifty One at uh, that oh. one Nintendo Switch yes! event. Oh, no. Yes, I remember that. I think about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think overall the interpretation was fine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, I guess moving on to the proper screening of this compilation film. But oh wait, it's not a compilation film. Yes. Yeah, you know, I thought that it would be a compilation film because Demon Slayer has compilation films. I've checked them out and they are like edited well to be a compilation film. But like this, it starts off with like recaps of the first season, the movie, and then the Entertainment District up to the 10th episode. Uh, in like, the f- so the first season is set to. You know, Garange. It's just like a music video. Like before, even that, it starts with just like a narration of like, "This is the premise of Demon Slayer." Uh, Tanjiro, uh, you know, the boy lost his family. His sister's a demon. Now they're searching for like they joined the Demon Slayer. They're searching for a way. And then Lisa music intensifies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we get the entire first season set to Garange, and then we have the. Mugen Train. I think it's the ED for that one. Set to the ED. Mm. Which I think was also Lisa. Yeah, that was also Lisa. Yeah. And then we have... The Entertainment District is not, is not set to particular song, I don't think. Just like an instrumental, and then it was mm. like kind of just... Like, uh, loosely trying to catch people up on what the plot of that was. Yeah. 
a few clips and stuff. And I feel like they could have probably done a better job of that. I mean, I guess, yeah. But, like, the purpose at the end of the day is, like, just to have a little thing there. Because the people watching this obviously have seen me. See, that's the thing. It's, like, why even bother having this recap part? It's, like, I feel like this is a response to maybe criticisms of movement journalists, like, from people who are, like, I, I didn't understand what the premise of this was going in. It's just like they jumped this right in. And I get it. But then I don't feel like this does a, a better job of like... I mean, even with like the text narration, like intro at the beginning, it's like, I don't know. I don't think this really catches up people who aren't already the Demon Slayer any better. So it's like, you know, you might as well have just jumped right in with like a recap of the Entertainment District arc and maybe just, like, kind of explain that a little better to get to the 10th episode than, like, kind of the way that they edited that comparison, but... Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I honestly I like the think... the parts of uh, it, but it's just, like, in terms of, like, how it all worked together cohesively, like, it's, as a narrative for this experience, is like, kind of... Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really think of it that much while watching it, because I, I do see your point, though, where, like, I feel it doesn't really serve a purpose because it doesn't effectively catch people up that haven't seen Demon Slayer. Yeah. It doesn't really have any value for people well, that have watched it. it. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really even really talk about it. I mean, they showed parts from the entertainment, ex- uh, entertainment district art. Like, at least, I feel like well, no, they, actually, yeah, that was through the whole thing. They didn't really, they showed parts and talked about them a little bit. But especially for, like, I guess my take on it was just for the Entertainment District arc, at least. They showed some scenes here or there, but there wasn't any actual, like, okay, why are the characters here? What are they doing here? Or whatever. But, I mean, we know. There was, like, a brief bit of narration. It's like, oh, Tanjiro and friends have gone to the yeah. District of Down in here. Okay. But there, yeah. there, there's more to the why they're yeah. there besides that. <laughs> so like, yeah. yeah, and so like, I mean, they're there because Uzi's wives disappeared there, and they didn't you know, explain that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's what I'm saying was the issue, and especially if you're starting the, the last two episodes of this arc, it would have been a good idea to explain that much. If you're going to explain it, I'm I'm of the I'm in agreement that really it wasn't necessary. <laughs> But, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I also can understand how people might be like, okay, well, I'm lost. But it's like, at this point, this is already a series that's ongoing. Like, mm-hmm. if you're jumping in here, that's kind of your problem, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, in the context of this tour, because it's like, why are you at this event right, spending, like, yeah. $100 plus dollars if you it's aren't doing so, Actually, I was reminded, we didn't even talk about this, but, like, before even, like... They brought everyone on stage or anything. They had, like, a kind of catch-up, like, hype reel that was going through Demon Slayer's, like, you know, pr- rise. production, <laughs> yeah. production yeah. from, like, you know, the release of the first season in 2019 all the way up to now. Yeah. Basically, it's typing you up, like, with every milestone and every release. I think one thing that surprised me, like, they showed clips of, like, pre- the premiere events for, like, the like, Siblings Bond, uh, like, compilation movie that they did, like, mm-hmm. before the first season premiere in Japan. And then, again, for, like, Mugen Train. 
I thought it was interesting that they made a point to mention that like Lugo Train was a big hit in America. It was like first film to be number one, uh, first anime film to be number one at the U.S. box office since Pokemon the first movie. But I thought it was strange that well, Lugo Train is way even bigger than it's the highest grossing f- film in Japan, and it's like the highest grossing film of 2020 the only non-hollywood film to be the highest grossing film uh <laughs> ever of a year so it's like it's kind of weird that you didn't they mention any of those milestones i guess they really want to focus on an american century thing but even then it's like well like you know it, the mugen train had even huger milestones than what you're mentioning so that, that was that was a little strange yeah, I mean, I guess it, they probably put whatever they thought would sound good within the time frame. I mean, I don't know. I feel like saying, like, oh, this movie was so big. It was the highest grossing movie of 2020 and the highest grossing film of all time in Japan. I mean, those are, like, kind of big deals. But Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I like the little, like, uh, yeah, intro there. Yeah, I'm that pretty nice. sure. That that was narrated by Zach. Yeah, yeah. it did yeah. sound like him. Yeah. That was, so that was Zach. Zach. It was pretty cool, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we also didn't mention the part of uh, the interview with Zach and Hanai where, like, they both did the same line. Like, oh, yeah. The line. They both did a Hinokami Kagura. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was really cool. Yeah, it was just nice, cool to hear them side by side do yeah. the same line. You know, they're yeah. both very talented. Burn, burn, burn. Set your heart ablaze. Hinokami Kagura. Well, whatever. The rest of that way. <laughs> yeah. There's too many breathing moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I guess going back to the episodes, I think this is something I was talking to Lum about when we were watching it. And it's like, it seems like they kind of just are probably re-rendered the old episode files. Yeah, because they, they like you mentioned that they've showed they screened this in 4K and with 7.1 surround sound. Yeah, you def the sound was definitely you could tell. Yeah. Like man, it was it was so booming. It, yeah, it was it was really good. Impactful. I, I kind of regret even more the fact that we're now on the sides though. Because yeah. like as someone like so in in my actual job we have uh sound offices and studios in in our offices and like so i've so i've had like perfect like 7.1 surround sound and dolby atmos like experiences Mm -hmm. there and like there's like a sweet spot for it in like theaters and stages so like i kind of wish we were like more towards the center because like i was noticing we were definitely getting more of the like right side of the sound mm-hmm. yeah. rather than like uh, kind of a full experience of like all the sound but still it still sounded fine yeah, yeah but like I guess like now that I'm aware of how it's supposed to sound it kind of was more noticeable to me like I felt like I was getting more sound from the right side yeah but like it didn't like ruin the experience by any means no but like it, it really did feel though like they kind of took those episodes from before and kind of just like upscaled them. Yeah. Because they didn't make any edits to episodes like 10 and 11. Like they kept the ending themes in the opening. Yeah. Which I mean is like, I guess it's okay, but like the fact that they're going to show this in theaters is going to have three sets of ending credits is kind of weird to think about. Yeah, it is they... very strange. And also, I think what bothers me even more is just like, 
repeated scenes between episodes. It's like, we just saw this. You, you really should have edited this more like compilation so we didn't have to see the same things again after just seeing them. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's a strange choice, especially since, like, the actual previous, like, compilations are actual compilations. Well, I guess, like, they just didn't do it for this one for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, right at the beginning, like, when we're done with the recap of, like, the first nine episodes, we have this scene where Tanjiro is, like, reacting with shock at, like, Uzui, like, being beaten up or whatever, and then it cuts to black, and then we have that same thing again, because that's the start of episode dead, and it's like, we just saw this, we could have just not had that cut in between. And then, like, the explosion also is repeated twice, and it's like, oh, we, we could have maybe edited this together between episodes 10 and 11, so we didn't have to... I mean, I get, like, the ending credits of episode 10 is, like, they're just sitting on the exploded entertainment district. It's like, you know, the fire dies out and everything turns to night, and it's a, like, poignant scene. But I don't know, maybe done some editing so that, like, you didn't have to see the explosion part, like, again. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's, it's just, like, again, because they just played these episodes. They didn't really edit it together to be, like, an actual film. I just thought, you know, as an experience, like, it's like, I guess that's what we were getting into, but I was expecting more of a compliment. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The, I was just gonna say, like, going back to the whole, like, they kept the credits in and everything... Everybody pretty much knows that when they animate that, they obviously don't animate it with the credits in. So I yeah. don't know why they didn't just <laughs> give us it. the creditless version yeah. to put up. I mean, we're not going to be able to like film it anyway, so it's not like we're going to steal it or anything. Plus, I mean, these things were they're, yeah, it's like, already on Discord. They're already <laughs> streaming. So they're already streaming. Like, 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 yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, not that I'm trying to defend them necessarily, but I guess yeah. they also never really said that these would be compilation films. They just said we're showing these episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess, like, the assumption was because all the other ones have been compilation And they're playing films. this like a film. Yeah. In, in yeah. theaters in Japan and here. It's going to be in as many theaters maybe slightly more than Mugen Train. So it's like, this is it's being treated like a film in terms of how it's being screened. I feel like, it, I mean, they haven't been misleading in the, what they're saying that this screening is, but it's also, I don't know, it's, it's not, I think some people are going to go in and be like kind of used why it's not more film-like and it's like just the episodes played like mm-hmm. so, I mean, like the source was village though was just they said it was the first two episodes, but it only no, happened. they it was, they said it was just going to be the first episode, episode. but okay. the first episode was double legged. So. Yeah. Okay, okay, maybe I miss. Okay, then that's fine. Yeah, that that's what I was wondering about that because I thought I saw heard that they said the first. I mean, I guess when it shows on TV, it's probably going to be. The half, at least yeah. here. I mean, well, I don't know. But to be fair, like the Mugen train was like double length. Yeah, the first oh, episode. Yeah, that's that's what I was. But saying. did they cut it down for tsunami, or did they? They never aired. It never aired on tsunami. Yeah, no. Never aired. Yeah, no, because tsunami. Because now it's too expensive for the yeah. king. Oh. <laughs> it's too expensive. 
Like now, I have not been keeping up with anything. But yeah, but no, I mean, with the money that Demon Slayer is now, they can definitely ask for a whole lot of money from yeah. Tsunami. Tsunami's not that's fair. Yeah. And yeah. Plex is already expensive enough. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, Demon Slayer do- is like one of the few Aniplex houses that gets like an economy release, though. True. <laughs> That's true, because literally before I came here, I just got Entertainment District, the, the standard edition. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, I guess uh, we can move on to the. Uh, I'll show just comment that I actually. You never got around to finishing the Entertainment District arc, so... What? What? Get off of this Wait, podcast. Wait, no, so... Wait, <laughs> hold on. Even I finished that. Jeez. So I just wanted to comment on that, because this is my first time actually seeing these episodes in full, oh. and uh, I thought it was a cool experience to be able to just see these for the first time in a well, theater, damn. and, like, in the best possible quality of 4K except what would surround sound. So, like, obviously I'd seen the clip of, like, Uzumi and Gutara's fight go around because, like, of course everyone shared it heck. So I've seen that scene, but, like, be able to see it on the big screen in the context of the whole episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so great. And, you know, I hadn't seen, like, the part before that, which I think was more of my favorite part where Gutara was just, like, kind of mercilessly, like, taunting and torturing Tanjiro. And it's just, like, this long extended scene of like just really relying on the performance of Ryota Osaka just like really nailing it as Gyutaro just just so like intimidatingly like mean and cruel and it's like man I really love that performance and just the voice was just so powerful in that sound quality so yeah that was really cool I really enjoyed uh, getting to watch these episodes this way and for the first time. I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, I'm This not. is the biggest twist of the night. Did you watch like, the rest of Entertainment District? I stopped like at episode five. I mean, I, I did I too, but then I binged I, the rest of it. I think I stopped, oh I stopped before like they really began the fight with Doc. Oh my god. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be that ashamed because I, I barely watch anime nowadays, but. Yeah. Like. I mean, we only, I only watch anime at this point. Yeah. So. I watch if I happen to watch Tanami, then it's a struggle if I miss a week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about the last anime I watched that wasn't for podcast purposes. Only anime. <laughs> I've been keeping up on my own is Urusei, Yatsura, and then Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I like Shonen Battle Anime. Like I like watching at the gym, but like uh, yeah. I have not, you know, been able to go to a gym for a while. I've not been able to just watch things on my treadmill for a while. So you know, fall behind a little. Fair enough. Oh, okay. I remember what anime I watched. It was Spice and Wolf. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You were yeah. tweeting or not tweeting? Discording. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Spice and Wolf Two is Kino. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't even. It's I can't good even stuff, man. Good stuff. That because that's how I got through all of Renee. Was just through mm-hmm. when I'm working out. I just want to watch Renee. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. that's the Ooh. only way I would. That plus, as I said the other day, because I made myself buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> I felt more guilt to watch it than if it were, if it was just okay it's streaming. I can get to it anytime. So that's how I got through yeah. all of Renee. Was okay, just really. Clearly, it. I have to watch anime at the gym. This yeah, sounds exactly. like the solution. Oh, I mean, I just, I do it at home, but like, yeah, like, but yeah, that, that's, that's the way to do it, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, um, like, 
of course I already saw it, like, but definitely it's much different watching it on like my little tiny MacBook <laughs> and versus in the theater. Like that was my I mean, going into it knowing how that fi- how that fight goes down and everything like that, that's what excited me about going to do see it in it. Cause like I was in awed just watching on my MacBook. <laughs> in my kitchen <laughs> like I was awed at that point so I'm like it, it, it's gonna be incredible on the big screen and it, it didn't was. disappoint yeah. it yeah. did not like I mean so far I would have to say it's the most hype moment in Demon Slayer like agree yeah, yeah. definitely agree they pulled out all the stops for that yeah, no, no. that was intense. Yeah. And it's arguably one of the best fights in the series. So yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, I know what happens in it. Like all yeah. the painful hits, like really got a reaction out of me. Yeah. And actually, the audience, the audience was very involved. Oh yeah, we definitely yeah. have to yeah. talk about the audience. Oh, that yeah. was, I think, that enhances experience mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a a bad audience can ruin it, but like a good audience can just make it so much yeah. more fun to yeah. watch it. My, my so only... many cheers when favorite characters showed up. And on I love screen. that. Uh, you yeah. normally in the past I would have found that cringe, but now I'm like I love it when like people just react. They see their favorite character on the screen, especially for their swordsmith um, smith uh, arc episodes where like the keys like their demons are all meeting yeah. and every every time a new face comes up they're like yo and yeah. you know you, you can tell these people are like manga readers so mm-hmm. like they know everybody and like well, yeah not me. <laughs> i feel like most of the audience might have been anime only but yeah but like i i like for the characters yeah, yeah. like my one disappointment was no one cheered for doma during his first appearance not during his first but they cheered <laughs> yeah the second time when he's introduced during the interdemon district for a episode. yeah i feel like a lot of people got sold on doma Oh, I mean, Doma was a scene stealer. Yeah. 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 And of course, like, I remember when, right when, like, Entertainment Arc was ending, everybody was like, who's going to voice Doma? I mean, it wasn't even who's going to voice Doma. It was like, when is Miyano showing up? No! (laughs) (laughs) That was like, like, not even just US, but in Japan, too. Everybody's like, when's Miyano showing up? Like, it was already assumed that's who would voice Doma. (laughs) He fits the archetype. Like Projeka was there cheering when her boy uh, Ishida was like. Ishida punched Miano, and that's it. It made my night. I, I was ready to go home. I was ready to go home. Who was voice actor? Kokushibo. Uh, uh, Toriko's voice actor. Ryu. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why he sounded familiar. Yes. I said this. I said that's your boy Subaru from Conan. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I forgot his like, name. Like, it's but... easier to think of him as Toriko instead of... Because I've actually heard his voice, but, mm-hmm. like, in three episodes. Versus, yeah, like... No. Yeah, um, it's a much deeper the, um, historical voice. Yeah. I mean, I know what you've said, but, like, I, I just, like... I don't know. I, if... <laughs> oh, he's also Tetsuka and Prince of Tennis. He's in a lot. Yeah, you can't escape kid. from him, especially now. He's been popping up all over. The yeah, because he's like he's a new Kizaru after um, what's his name? Um, oh, Ishizuka died because mm. he was Kizaru. Now it's him. Mm. So a goat voicing a goat. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is his name? Ryu. 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 Oh, oh he, Ryu Taro Okiyai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That something. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I know it's similar to Okia. That's how I remember. Oh, it was and Mashirito in the 97 Arctic. I could not tell you his name. 
Okay, so yeah, Kokushibo, now we got to hear him from first time, and Yorichi too? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which yeah, that, I know that's Kazuhiko anyway. Yeah. So. My um, boy. Bianco yeah. sensei himself. We got both the brothers. Or, or, or Kakashi. Mm. Probably most people know him as Kakashi, but yeah. And yeah. then the newer demons. And of course, we, we had um, um, Toshio Furusawa as uh, Gyoko. Mm. Oh, yeah. So. Did they just have Hanai voicing Sumiyoshi? Yeah, that's yes. what I was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. sounded like okay. it. That was just... Because, like, I'm just, like, watching the screen, and I'm like, why does it sound like Hanai? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it Sumiyoshi is just... Because he's his yeah. ancestor. Yeah, so it like, makes sense. He's Tanjiro before Tanjiro. I mean, literally. Spoilers! Yes. It's only if, like... The character that looks like Tanjiro is related to Tanjiro. <laughs> he had a mask on. I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> I didn't know. I've never seen this man before in my life. Or yeah, child, no. rather, I guess. But yeah, no, like the scene of Muzan having his, you know, pep talk with everybody and how they're all useless to him. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the entire scene the Infinity Castle was just like yeah, insane. insane. The 3D effects, the just... Oh yeah, was laid out like the staging is just so much more dynamic than the manga version. Like the like, table's digital team is going like, over time. No, honestly, <laughs> like, the camera work and like having characters be like upside down, rotating. Yeah, the, all these extra like embellishments to add tension, like Muzan working his laboratory, and then as he gets angry, he's all his test tubes are like. Being destroyed, he, like, he does Ace Attorney slamming the, to death. Yes, <laughs> like when yes, he's finally ready to speak, like he, like there's like a drop of blood that like goes up from the area where all the others are and goes into his test like, tube, and it's like there's so many like embellishments. Like and what even before that, when Akasa is like just going to the meeting spot, he's like passing through all the rooms that we'll see later during the. Uh, fight in the Infinity Castle. Like, Doma's area, that, the area where they fight Kukushibo. Like, yeah. they they, sh- they really show all that. They set it up. So it's like a treat for one. It's like, hey, you know these places in here that you'll see later? Yeah, they, we're going to tease you with those. Like, the do- place where they fight with Doma, like the place, the house, little shack on the water, that looked really good. So it's like, wow, I can't wait to see that when we get mm. to that fight. So. Yeah, I mean, like, the Infinity Fortress arc yeah. is going to be amazing. Yeah, when they get yeah. There. The CGI is very Japan level. <laughs> I, I'll say that much. Uh, I think like, it's, like it's, it's pretty good for what it is, but, like, I don't know, Japan still hasn't quite hit that, um, that level that like other countries have where like it looks amazing and anyway, it's like still very noticeable except for the part where we like with the camera work like Lum said um there's like a lot of CG in that one but it looks so cool and the like the camera just keeps moving so you don't even notice it it's when it's like standing still and you got like the digital art around and then you got like the mm-hmm. CG just like popping out but yeah the uh they also the, use, like, depth of field and, mm-hmm, like, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, shifting yeah. focus. So yes. I, I feel like Euphidale kind of does it in an interesting way, though, because, mm-hmm. like, they do they do it this way in, like, the, in uh, Give Us Our Hand Fate, where, like, mm-hmm. they intentionally use CG for things that are supposed to be unnatural. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, since, like, we're in the Infinity Fortress, which is kind of, like, I guess it's an unnatural living fortress, basically. Mm. It's the CG beast (laughs) around with these normie 2D characters. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair approach to it. Like, I mean, it's supposed to feel weird. Like, and everything's shifting. Like, it's like you just said, it's alive. Yeah. Yeah. So... But there's just adds so much tension in how the scene was directed yeah. and how it was drawn out as well. Like, they really let the line set and they expand on them. Like, yeah. Muzan comes off even more, like, just simmering with anger in the enemy than he does even to the manga. Yeah, man, when he grabs Kyoko's head. Yo! Yeah. so good. Yeah, it's just the fury of, like, you know, him just not having any more time for nonsense or having his time wasted. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was also the first time we heard Nakime talk as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I know it's voiced by, like, uh, who was it? Marina Inoue? Inoue, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Voices like Mendo's sister and, like, Urusei Atsura. Mami Asakura. Mamiya Sakura Oh, she's Kyoko. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah, a very different I mean, kind Jack of and I were talking. Jack and I were talking about this Rumiko Takahashi room. <laughs> oh, she's Armin. <laughs> she's Yaya Rosu. Maizen. Yoko and Ren Logan. That's probably more probable. Yeah, Sonya and Pokemon. Momo, Yaya Rosu. Yeah, no, this is actually a very more subdued character than what I expect for her. Well, she has a lot of range. A lot of yeah. Yeah. characters. But yeah, no, we, we were joking calling it the Rumiko Takahashi room. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> oh. yeah, for Kalos and Tengu. You have all the different personalities of a Takahashi manga. True. I mean, you have Mendo, you have Moose, you have um, um, Ataru, and Ataru's dad now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like, you, you have all of these different, like, I mean, Ishida, oh, um, Kuro. Rosu. Kuro- yeah, right. And Rene. And that so. one episode of Rama that nobody talks about, but. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Isn't he like, yeah, isn't he? He's like a side. That was like his. Side, one of the side characters of Rama? He was. That was before his, like, debut. I can't remember. He's like, like a, a. Not a butler, but he's like. Isn't he, he one of, like, their friends? Or no? No. No, no, you're like, thinking of something else. I'm, I'm thinking of, I think, Koyasu, probably. Koyasu, or, um. There was also. Uh, well, what's uh, the episode Chiba you're talking about? Oh crap! What is the episode that I'm talking about? <laughs> I, it's question. it's somewhere in the middle, but I think it might have been manga base. Summarize the plot, Chaka. Oh, yeah, I just God. What is the premise of that episode? Shit. Um. <laughs> uh, the most important thing. <laughs> um. Also, I, I gotta say, I love uh, Furukawa's Hatengu. Yeah, no, yeah. he does a good job of him and goes being like just a freaking out and yeah. like just being so anxious. Yeah, so he does a good comical performance. I didn't catch who um like Yoko's voice. I think I saw Takumi Yamazaki's voice in the credits, but our name in the credits, but and it sounded like him, but I'm not sure. Yeah, Gyoko was. It's either Kosuke Toriyumi or Takumi Yamazaki. Yeah, you're right the first time. Kosuke oh. Toriyumi. Okay. So we got so we got uh like I was telling you, it's um Ronizu 
from Yomushi Pedal. Oh god! Oh my god. So, yeah, him or Mista or, from Jojo. Yes, that's the better role. Like, or um, Little Mac from Smash Bros. Like, oh, <laughs> another villain from Don't Do Sail Operal Grants from Bleach. So, yeah. Okay, so that's what. So, yeah, but basically, it's either the Detective Conan room or the Rumiko Takahashi room. True, you can go either way. <laughs> yeah, basically. But, yeah, I mean, it was a really good scene. Yeah. Definitely, like, I haven't read the manga in a while, but definitely, like, you could tell they were, I don't want to say dragging things out, but definitely, they... They, yeah, they really. I mean, they did. Like they, they had padded it. Yeah. They, they had, had yeah, a They one. really drew out it out for tension yeah. and with like the cuts to like. But they black did a great job. Yeah, with the camera effects. Yeah. The effects are. It's they have like kind of a weird like warp effect where mm-hmm. like especially like when the keys here interacting with each other, it's like there's some sort of like psychic tension and connection. So like we have like a brief flash of like a close up of them. Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, like, referencing the fact that, like, Muzan can, like, see and hear everything they see and hear. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're all connected to the Muzan database. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Doma just being Doma and, like, hey, let's hang out now. Muzan, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah. Miss uh, Beeler Lady, how about we hang out now? No. I mean, he's just back in his place. Back to his cult leader. <laughs> livelihood. Yeah, I mean, so, like, th- this, like, uh, episode adapted, like, four chapters total. Oh, yeah. So, like, okay. like Loma said, like, they expanded stuff quite a bit. A lot of it, I think, was exaggerating out a lot of the scenes, like, with mm-hmm. that big, like, infinity castle, like, sequence, and just a lot of, kind of, the, I guess, incidental scenes here mm-hmm. and there. But, yeah, I mean, like... They didn't add too much plot related though. Like I, at first, I thought like, oh, maybe they had mentioned the blue spider lily earlier, but no, all that was still there. Yeah, I think what I liked about the extra additions of like Muzan working in this laboratory is that it was kind of giving you more of an idea of like you know yeah. him doing his research to try and find his solution to like you know be able to withstand the sun or whatever. Yeah, because like they do show him with his like lab equipment. Yeah. in the manga. But I guess I didn't really think about it that much right, I mean, at the time. They really emphasize it in the scene, and they have it all yeah. crash and stuff to emphasize how furious he is. Yeah, and I, I guess are not going his way. Yeah, I mean it's one of those like hindsight twenty twenty things. It's like now that the manga's over, you know, like why he has that lab equipment. Yeah, yeah. like they they can actually put some foreshadowing. I, mean, I hope they there. maybe can expand on the the blues lily thing. You know, maybe give some more background uh, explanation of like why it's not around anymore and stuff like that. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be nice for the final arc. There's a lot of things they could improve in the final arc. Yeah, at least <laughs> flesh out. You know, there's some things that I'm kind of disappointed they have not like taken the opportunity to flesh out. I would say with this adaptation, just to skip ahead, like I thought they could have, speaking of things that they could have drawn out, they could probably like spend more time on the sequence where Tanjiro is being taken to the Swordsmith Village and, like, kind of, you know, focus on maybe kind of taking in the scenery and the journey a little bit more. But, like, Tanjiro, like, in the manga kind of just narrates over it and we kind of, like, cut to the end for the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We see one, like, pass-off point before, but, like, well, I think we could have taken our time on that journey. Maybe see more places along the route. Mm. I feel like I'm gonna pad things out. A yeah, little bit too but much, I feel though. like that'd be kind of like 
padding out in a good way for like just like taking the world and appreciating yeah. it. Especially since Zufa Table does a good job of like kind of their background design for yeah. this world. So I mean, if anything, I kind of but we show we... even earlier actually. Just say like since this is my first time like kind of watching the episodes uh, for Entertainment District, those last two. That I was a little disappointed that they didn't take an opportunity to kind of expand on Gutor and Dockney's backstory in like a less like telly way, like just kind of showing the backstory and like kind of expanding on things that mm-hmm. Gutar talks about rather than just having to rate them. I felt that this kind of missed opportunity, especially since they have added like a lot more backstory in a really compelling way for like other characters in the past, like the spider villains and the yeah, like that. I mean, if anything, I feel like my one complaint with like Giotaro's backstories, I feel like they could have spliced in earlier in the fight rather than putting it all yeah. the way at the end. I mean, that's the movie. problem with the manga, or not the problem. That's how it was done in the manga. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I, I mean, I but I agree with V Lord in that sense because a lot of what Sorachi does, which is to throw mm-hmm. in all the backstory at the back end of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with you that that's something that they could like now. Since just like you just said, since the manga's over and we know how things play out, that is definitely something they could have implemented yeah. a little or I mean, not yeah. even necessarily just throw it in earlier, but like, you know, kinda slowly yeah, dole yeah. it out. We kinda know where, you know, where Gyotaro's mind is at at yeah. certain parts of the arc, and then maybe bringing the, all those threads together at the end. Like mm-hmm. maybe not exactly in, you know, Echoing with Lum sentiment, where it's just like it shouldn't have been something that was just wholesale thrown at the end of the arc. It's like, because yeah. I feel like definitely, it, you know, by having it by the end, then we've already got the whole picture and just kind of doing that, you know, final send off. I feel yeah. like that would have been better. I didn't think about that until you said it, but like, I agree. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it would be consistent with how Gotenya structures a lot of those backstories in the final arc. Because a lot of those backstories are interspliced into the fights yeah. rather than being after the fact. And, like, exactly. it's it's the the villains are coming to terms with their own past through the fights yeah. rather than them reflecting on at the end after they've already been defeated. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I, I agree. I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but, yeah, I, I do agree with that. Mm. I mean, not to jump too far ahead, but, though, I am happy we got to see ceiling in those yeah, <laughs> that was a great thing. That, I got a lot of laughs. Like just in the entire like and uh, Swordsmith Village, the first part got a lot of laughs from the yeah. audiences. Definitely kind of the you know kind of refresher, the lighting up part of the like, screening after the intense fight at the beginning. Yeah, I mean also the parts for like. Uh, one of whose wives is just like freaking out about like dying. The part where Uzu's like trying to say his last words, but because his wives are squabbling, like he can't say it, and he's like, oh man, I can't even speak anymore. I want to say some cool outside. Am I going to die if I want to sing anything? I got huge laughs from the audience. Yeah, yeah no, for that, sure. And that was great. He's As, just like completely like, wow. And go out. <laughs> yeah, this, this is my life. This is like that one of my who's just like like freak outs about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course I do love that the fact that his wives are basically parallels to ten. <laughs> yeah, Sanjuro yeah. And, oh my god. Inosuke and Zenitsu. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think like uh, 
Going back to like uh, what Lama said about like adding stuff on the journey to Swordsmith Village, I think instead of that, what I kind of would rather have had is maybe like more time and like what Inosuke and Zenitsu are up yeah, to. Yeah, because they aren't going to appear for the rest of this arc. Um, they did show us a, f- a flash of a uh, Zenitsu off train uh, on his mission, which we did get a sense of in the manga. I mean, we still don't really get much of a sense other than he's probably up north in the Kaido probably area yeah so but it's like oh that's a little more than we got in the manga where he went and it's kind of a funny moment where he seems to break the fourth wall and say oh you're talking about me you miss me which i thought that was funny yes we'll, we'll miss you zanitsu we'll, we'll miss you for an entire yeah like, arc. but that is like a, an opportunity is to be like oh you could you go into Anosuke and just like other missions, yeah. like special episodes. Maybe we could, uh, maybe we could have a bit more foreshadowing on that one plot point with Zenitsu. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I think they could no, definitely yes. that would be a great idea. That's true. Yeah, for a special. I mean, I won't. I mean, I won't really spoil anything. But yeah, it is a thing where it's like I really just come out of nowhere. Zenitsu <laughs> reads a letter <laughs> and then everything changes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at least uh, the character was established, but it's like, yeah, you have he, not seen him in a hundred chapters. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe not coming out of nowhere was maybe a, a, my misspoke, but it was still just literally what viewers said. He just reads yeah. a letter and suddenly everything makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. it's so, like, it, it would have definitely been nice to have that. But I mean, we're still early on in the arc, so perhaps these are things they might yeah. do down the line. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't hold my breath on that. <laughs> yeah, I doubt they're going to do it. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking of like special or movie ideas, like Ufo Table and Aniplex. Like, come on, those are right on the table. Those are like unexplored like parts of the story you can use. Like, um, honestly, if they want to stretch out the final arc, there's a lot of things they can do. To do that while also improving it. Yeah. yeah. So, 100%. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, overall, though, I, I found, like, a lot of the kind of pre-Swordsmith portions of the episode really enjoyable. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the Swordsmith Village itself, we, we didn't get too much time there, but we had, like, a lot of focus with Kanroji. Yeah, I, I well, first, just the look of the village itself was really well done. Like, it's it's mostly, like, CG rendering, but the actual, yeah, layout of Sword City Village, like, it leaves a really strong impression as yeah. a distinct place, so I think they did a really great job with that. And I like that they have scenes where, like, you actually see them, like, building the swords. Yeah, you actually True. see the swords. <laughs> things. Which I feel like something we didn't see that much of in the actual manga. We yeah. saw, like, uh, Hagane Nesuka doing it later in the arc, but, like... Otherwise, you don't really see that many, like, actual swordsmiths doing yeah. their jobs. They just, like, do it off camera. It's like, oh, here's your sword. It's brand new. It's like, oh, hold on. Let me just walk in here with this molten steel and just, like, walk back out with, like, a blade. Yeah. <laughs> be right back. Be right back. Away from keyboard. It's your sword stop and shop. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So that, that was kind of cool that they really kind of made the... Made the village feel alive. Yeah, yeah. Really, I, yeah. I, will, I do like that it feels very lived in, and like yeah. the background art really helps with that. Like, you definitely. Know, yeah, so I did like that, and of course, getting more Conroji time, which she's another character that could use a little bit of 
TLC. <laughs> she, she, got a D, she gets more TLC than a certain Hashira. True. I mean, true. A Hashira that showed up that got cheers nonetheless. I'm surprised he has that big a fan base when he does nothing. Hey. Yeah. He has a good backstory. The backstory comes too late. Yeah. <laughs> the no. Sirachi strat. I'm gonna keep bringing it up because that's what I really don't like about Gintama. But anyway, yeah, I mean, Gotoge is a Gintama fan, so maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe this explains things. Mm, maybe they took the wrong lessons. Yeah, the right and the wrong. Right. <laughs> the right. They did the right thing. They did the wrong thing to do the right thing to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Kanroji, even more so than the manga, they emphasized. Like, just kind of the... Fan service? I don't know if it, it was really... I mean, yeah, it's played out of fan service. It's not as, like, lecherous or etchy oh, yeah. as, like, it could have been. But yeah, it's like, but it's, like, it's so weird seeing that when, like... I can't think of anything sexual in the Demon Slayer manga, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, like, there's not... A, in the manga, there are close-ups of Kanroji's breasts, right? She's, like, naked and stuff in the hot spring scene. But, like, we don't, like, our, we're not close, having a close-up, like, on her breast specifically and lingering yeah. there. That's, like, the difference here is, like, they really are, like, emphasizing lingering on that. And that's what, you know, that kind of fragmentation is what, like, makes it feel like a fan service. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It's still not as bad as, like, most things are. Yeah, it's not, not as bad. Like, it's, it's still... Like, it's mean, adding uh, something unnecessary that yeah. wasn't in the manga True. to begin with. Maybe I mean, there's like, a disservice to a character who already can, and an initial impression true. might come across. As, yeah, that's which fair. I mean, like, oh, I, I do oh. like Conroji's backstory and sort of yeah. it gives like a much more positive context to her character. Yeah, I don't think like Conroji's like motivations uh, are like uh, wrong or anything. I, I think that she's a well-written character. It's just like. I think that uh, the impression of the character that it has been made in the in this episode it has a very male gaze to yeah. it, which I mean, it, it definitely riled up the audience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the audience yeah. seemed to appreciate. They it. did it. They yeah. succeeded. Yeah, those I, anime oldies ruining I our demon I, <laughs> I think what the audience reacted more to, though, that they expanded on, they just emphasized and lingered on. Where it's just like Mister Kanroji and Nitsuko just like playing with each other. And, yeah, you know, I mean, that was yeah, adorable. Was cute. Yeah. cute, you know, Lil Nezuko. Yeah. Where's our Nezuko baby spinoff? <laughs> and also, like, Kanroji giving, like, her, like, encouraging speech to Tanjiro. I think people also really like this is the fact that one Kakushi was, like, really smitten uh, by Tanjiro's determination. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or, uh, I mean, we didn't mention our man Goto. Yeah, yes. yes. I was waiting to bring him up, and then I got distracted. Yeah, Goto. Goto the Goto is the Goto. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just love that. Like you know, he's like basically. I mean. I like that his narration starts off like he's jealous of them, but then he's like, yeah, he, these kids are, like, uh, risking their lives, and I really respect them for that. I respect them, but lucky. also, like, why are they so stupid? <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, yeah, him, like, lashing out of Kanami, like, what? you should have, like, 
told someone. He, he like, comes in, he's like, I know that you're still in a coma, but I brought you some food. Maybe it'll come, it'll help you come out of it. And then he just walks over to the bed and he's like, the hell? Why didn't you say anything? I mean, he he has so much, like, discipline, because, like, she, the vase is broke, because, like, she was... Oh, yeah. She came in and she's like, oh, my God, Tantino's awake. And so she drops the vase and then, like, she's tending to him. And then at first, you know, Goto comes in and he's like, ah, this stupid girl. Yeah. But I can't talk man. back to her because she's kind of my boss. So yeah, I'll just clean like, it up. And then he sees, and then he just. Then he, he goes the over to the bed. And, and then he yeah. sees that he's like, then he's like, fuck you being my boss. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you fucking say anything? Yeah. And then he just goes over to the door like, he hey, woke yo, up. He's up. <laughs> Yo! He's up! He's up! He's alive! Yeah, Goto's like the Murata of the Kakushi. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The everyman <laughs> speaking the word of the people. Yeah. I mean, that was a really, it was a really sweet moment. They Tell me he's in this more. He's like the only named Kakushi, <laughs> so he does appear later. Yeah, I mean, so I'm ready for disappointment, I got you. I mean, it was a sweet moment there where he tells everybody, and they all come running to Tanjiro. You can see how much they all really care about him. Yeah. yeah. And of course, like, the, what really stole the scene, of course, is Rufin Nosuke. Like, when I saw yeah. it in the manga, <laughs> that was hilarious. And the anime, I can, I'm proud to say the anime lived up to it. Hmm. Just like, you know, like, how's he Nosuke? He's like, he, he didn't make it. And basically, he's like, you know, he's really at the, like, edge of death. He's like, oh, so... No, like, they, he was at the edge of death. That was a great laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 like, Inosuke just, like, in general, I've seen people were, like, really, you know, getting riled up. Especially, like, at the end of the scene where he's just, like, kind of poking his head at Tanjiro. While, <laughs> I, I love that Tanjiro's like, oh, he was dying, I guess, from just seeing yeah. things. Like. <laughs> Yeah. And he's just like quietly up there. <laughs> and then everybody just looks up it's like, like oh, how long has he been up yeah. there? Is he spinning? It's like, I was like, ready. Like, oh, I, you did a good job noticing me. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I was thing. ready. Yeah, yeah I, that, I love that, that that's Tanjiro's, like, like it, it's from another character, it'd be snarky. For from Tanjiro, he just states the truth. Like, yeah, I'm in bed, facing up. So, <laughs> so yeah. I, I guess know. I'm going insane. <laughs> But, like, I, I was, as soon as everybody turned their heads, I was w- ready for somebody to just, like, pull out a cross and start doing exercises. <laughs> <laughs> like... uh, I mean, yeah, and of course, the, like, uh, that, that, I mean, that scene was great, and I'm so glad they kept it, they kept that same energy from the manga. And the fact, oh yeah, and I just like that, like, they compared him to, what, a honey badger? Yes. And I love yeah. it, I like the, and I like that they're just like, oh, like, Goto's like, wow, you know, Shinobu says some really ridiculous things. She's, I just feel, and I, for, I don't know if it was him or someone else, I was just like, I think she just, oh, just yeah. she yeah. just decided to just do cars and stop thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's there's a bigger science mystery to solve than yeah. what Inosuke actually is. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I mean, and it's, it is a really small throwaway line, but I did like that they said that, you know, poison doesn't work on you, but neither this medicine. And, yeah. And I, I did really yeah. like that small, it's a really small line that probably isn't, that doesn't really add up, like, add to anything, but I'd like that they included it anyway. 
They're like, yeah, yeah we're, we might as well just let you heal on your own because, like, nothing freaking works, man. <laughs> and I love, he just, the, his whole takeaway is like, so I'm immortal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, sure, yeah. Let's, you want to test it? I mean, I, I think I said it on one of the episodes of the past episode of the podcast, but, like, he is the bender of the show for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Demon Slayer bender in Yosuke. <laughs> Like, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting to have this arc where he's not in it, so. Yeah. Like, you know. It's the calm before his greatest moment. Yeah. Alright, I'm staying. No, I mean, like, the final arc, he has some moments, Yeah. So, like. I mean, honestly, the final arc is, like, all great moments. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Except for, like, Nezuko. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> I, I mean, I do know that. a little bit that happens in the final arc, because I remember as the manga was coming out, I just, like, kept looking up spoilers, because everybody was, like, tweeting about it. So I I, I know vaguely what happens, but very Big vaguely. Fat, not much. Yeah. I remember that, too. Everybody was, like, yelling. Nesco needs her nappy time, like everyone else. <laughs> I mean, pretty much the most she does is what she did in the final parts of the entertainment arc, which is to heal everybody from the poison. That's yeah. I mean, she she does more like in this arc. I feel like oh, like action. I mean, it's been yeah. a minute, so, so I mean, every team needs a healer. So yeah, yeah. I like that the 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 chief of the source of ability. Why don't you bow your head so... <laughs> oh, God, yes. He just, like, headbutts the floor. And, and like, Tanjiro does it. Like, I feel like he was mostly joking. <laughs> but, like, Tanjiro does it, too. <laughs> I was waiting for the floor to crack. At least a yeah. little bit. I love how serious they're taking to, like, capturing Hagane Nezuka, too. They're <laughs> yeah. like, anyone who can't successfully make a good sword is a failure. <laughs> we'll make sure that he builds that sword or else. We will punish him. <laughs> As needed, and Tanjiro was just like, "Please don't, <laughs> please." <laughs> like it, it was kind of my fault that I broke it. So. No, it's his fault for making a shit. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're choosing violence. We're choosing violence. So yeah. the whole village is choosing violence. <laughs> I mean, I do like that they sent those letters. You're like, no sword for you. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I I love that, like Tanjiro was just like um. Uh, trying to get like his uh, body back in shape, and then he's just like, "Man, I wonder if that sword's coming anytime soon." And like the girls just look at him like, "Uh, yeah, so we- about that." <laughs> <laughs> like the, 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 the definitely, you know, we don't get too far in the sources because there's a lot of personality in the episode that we got to see. Mm-hmm. And I mean, after the intensity that was the, it, it's nice to go back to Demon Slayer being kind of a genuinely funny monster. Yeah. <laughs> Like it, we, a lot of the series is punctuated by its fights and serious moments, especially the anime adaption being as amazing as it is. But it can be genuinely funny. Yeah. So, and I like seeing that side of it, especially since like, like, and that's something I wanted to ask. Like after Swordsman's Heart, doesn't it just immediately go into? The there's like a there's like that small training period. Yeah, okay. Like training okay. Where like they they go into the stuff with like, you and okay uh, yeah. Sanami. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that, because I know there's not much time. Yeah, it's a very short, like, mini-period. Yeah, I remember when I was reading it back then, I was just kind of like, huh. 
mean, yeah. it feels like there should be, have been like another like thing here. They didn't know they had that mini thing, and then it's just like, oh, well, final arc time. Yeah. Final. When we had the like chapter that came out, it was like final battle begins. And I'm like, wait, final battle? <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't, didn't even have any time to rest from this one. Yeah, I mean, I guess they did start it with a bang, but. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be interesting to get to down the line once yeah. again. But yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the only thing we haven't mentioned from, I guess, this episode yet is, like, at the ending, like, Tantra goes to look for the uh, powerful sword. Yeah, yeah, the, the, pa- the weapon that'll make you stronger. Uh, the yeah, master sword. like, she whispers in his ear, like, they very much, that close-up of her lips on his ear, I think that did a good, good job of kind of indicating why don't you get all hot and bothered, like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. The, the moment right after she left. Because it's like, yeah. a, that's another change from the Lamont or like a difference in Nick. You mean it wasn't ASMR? No, I mean, we did not, <laughs> we did not have a close-up of her whispering in his ear, like her lips. Mm, just like close-up of her lips to his ear. Like, Where's my 4D Demon Slayer manga? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we also forgot to mention Genya. Our oh, boy yeah. Genya's back. Yeah. The man who brings a gun to a sword. And people cheered. People cheered for Genya. Yeah. It's okay. It's she just she just started she just started doing an ASME version of Renai's circulation because it's Hanukkah. <laughs> 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 So we need to remake Renai Circulation with Kaguroji. Nay, Tajiro-kun. Say no. You always do the whole thing. But yo, yeah, again, you being back in Tokito. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the episode, we finally see Tokito again. Yeah. And that got true. But I was surprised, honestly. I think that the episode ended a good place to end with, like, Tanjiro making the connection between, like, he and him seeing, like, kind of the training dummy. He doesn't realize the training dummy yet, but, like, the Orichi Type Zero from behind and, like, immediately connecting yeah. it. They're like, oh, I saw a vision of this guy in my dream. So I'm glad that they kind of had the thematic link back inside the episode as the point to end it on. Yeah. And especially since, like, exploring Yorichi and then, like, kind of his legacy in the Demon Cards and how that ties into, like, Tanjiro, what has been best on him, so the Inukamakagura is going to be important. But, um, yeah, I was a little... I thought it was good, but I was a little surprised that they didn't do more with Tokido in this episode. I thought that they would... Probably expand on him and give him like another scene beforehand. I mean, there, because... there's so much you can do with him later in yeah. the arc, though. I was also surprised just because, obviously, you know, the the pro- promotional posters for this That's screening, true. Yeah, they, they, the arc they, as a whole, you know, uh, the screening just in particular, like they ha- emphasize him on the poster, but he's like only right at the end. So I thought, oh, yeah. they might have a more expanded. Yeah, that, I, I just assume that's because he is one of the key figures in the arc. Yeah. But his role isn't until like the later half. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. No, yeah. it was actually overall pretty much oh, they didn't really like add any new scenes unlike the first episode of 
entertainment district mm-hmm. uh, where they have like kind of uh, spent extended original part where Tanjiro and it's could go on a mission or whatever before coming back to mm-hmm. uh, Shinobu's place and encountering Uzui and stuff like that. Like this was like just pretty much just adapting scenes from the manga and just embellishing uh, certain parts of it, particularly in the Infinity Castle part. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. But overall, it was a pretty good episode. I'm looking yeah, forward was... to seeing the rest in come April. See, yeah. It was really entertaining. A lot of people left like very happy with the experience, yeah. so I think it was a success. And it was cool that we actually did get the opening theme at the end. Yeah, I kind of yeah, figure so. I kind of figure we would because they were tweeting like after it aired in Japan. You know, did you know they had the showing in Japan? They did tweet that man with a mission would be doing the opening. Yeah, yeah. and the like, opening got leaked everywhere. Oh, yeah. it was leaked. <laughs> yeah, okay. I yeah. shouldn't be surprised. But. So like, yeah, I kind of figured because like. We were talking, and you know, you were saying that they, oh, they're not playing the opening, and I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I, I figured they would. when when I said that, I was kind of thinking like, oh, they're just gonna give us a black screen, and then maybe yeah, they'll play the yeah, song or something. But like, then they actually gave us the opening, so that was a surprise. Yeah. I mean, I figured, they, like I said, I figured they would because, like, Vilor said, it was leaked, and they announced who was doing yeah. it. So and the leak was clearly from a theater. Yeah. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think. Uh, I think it's a good opening. I like yeah, the sequence of it. They definitely emphasize that Hey Tokido and Roji are going to be big parts of it. It's like it's kind of the same kind of thing where it's like, oh, we have their faces side by side. Like, yeah, I did like that, that moment. Yeah, I did know, like that moment. It's just like with Entertainment District or Tanjiro Newsweek. So, yeah, yeah, I know? did like that. I like did it, like that 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 thematic that they kept that thematic kind yeah. of element. Yeah, like at first when I heard it was like, okay, Man of the Mission and Malay. I'm like. How does that work? Because, like, they both have very different sounds, usually, in their solo song. Yeah. But it's like, it it somehow works together really well. Yeah, because I guess, like, they have, like, a back and forth in the song. Yeah. So, like, it helps, like, create this contrast and, like, the actual, like, theme. I mean, I feel like, so, who would you say it sounds more like? Hmm... It sounds like, more like Man with the Mission. Okay, good. Yes, that's the correct answer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it does sound. I, I I think that she's just doing a good job of matching their like yeah. sound, which yeah. Like by herself, she sounds fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Malay usually works in like lower octaves. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. she can hit a lot of higher notes, so it's like it sounds like how she's like yelling in her like usual songs. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, so yeah, she did King's ending Kings, too. Kings, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, Vinland Saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, Vinland Saga is where I first heard. Yeah, her. Drown. Yeah, that's such a good song. Yeah. And, like I almost watched Vinland Saga because of it, but I never <laughs> got around to it because I I actually never saw the first opening or ending of it, but I stumbled upon the second one when it started airing. I was like, this is such a really good song. Wait, doesn't it... no? That's somebody. But yeah, yeah, it, it. I think it definitely does sound more like man, like man with a mission. But she does a good job of kind of matching their tempo. Yeah, yeah. from Malay. Company They and they sung more in Japanese and English, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they both usually sing like in English a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Well, it's weird to think about. Yeah. Interesting. 
But it was, yeah. it was a good... I'm, I'm kind of surprised. So I wonder if it's a thing... Because every other season so far, it's been... Lisa did the opening ending. Then Amy did the opening ending. So is it going to be them doing the opening ending for this one? Ooh. I'd have to guess so. Yes. <laughs> so... At least but, Malay has to do the ending. Yeah, yeah I could see that. I could yeah. see that. I could see... I could... Honestly, I could see her... Do, you know, paired with them for the opening, and then she does the ending by herself. Because yeah. usually the EDs for Demons are uh, more low-key songs. So that's yeah. like perfect, like, Malay chord yeah. type stuff. So, so, I think... I mean, it's weird that they haven't announced it yet, but I guess they're really going to yeah. wait till maybe a, like sometime in March to announce that. Yeah, we have, like, two months left. Yeah. yeah. Month and a half. Yeah. So... But yeah, I mean, it was a good sequence. I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah it I really song. love the montage. We have Yorichi and then the entire lineage yeah. of the Demon Slayer. Yes, that was great. Yes, like, that was damn. really good. Yeah, and then like, Tangerine turns around. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that was a great moment. I, I was almost, I was surprised at some things that they are keeping close to chest, like Hanantangu's, like, kind of other forms. Like, they don't really kind of give a hint at, I don't think, in the the sequence that they yeah. show yeah, they fighting. They, and yet they put in the Nezuko reveal scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they hint at like the daybreak scene yeah. at the end of the arc, too, pretty heavily. So. Yeah. yeah. One of the few spoilers, I know. They have like some flashes of like Tokido and kind of review flashbacks, too. Yeah. Like, uh, so then, all oh, the past, and then the present. I like that. Yeah, it's a it's a nice opening. Yeah, look forward to being able to hear it again or listen to it again later. But I just want to go back to the, actually the final scene in the episode, though. It's like, oh, the fact that the Yoruichi Type Zero is there is actually a change from the manga because it's not there in the manga. Like at that scene, it doesn't get revealed until the end of the the following chapter. So that's actually interesting. The have it just right there from the from at the earlier point in this confrontation with Tokyo. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense from how they frame the episode because, like, yeah. since they start Tanjiro's portion of it with that Yorichi scene, it makes yeah. sense to end it with another Yorichi esque scene. Yeah, and I, that's a change that I like a lot. I thought that ha- had a really good closure to the episode, and again. Gets you excited to, like, explore that mystery for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. That's a good point, and off the first episode, especially, I think, for this reading, is to get you hyped for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, overall, very good experience at this event. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we went. Yeah. Same. I do. It's fun you guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for actually scoring the seats. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Shitty as they were. No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not good. You're not that bad. I, I, I just love messing with people. <laughs> Next time I will work even harder to get middle seats. Okay. Then we get middle, then we get good. I mean, mm-hmm. you baby steps. <laughs> yeah. The middle seats are the good seats. <laughs> Especially now that we actually know what it looks like. Yeah, inside. I mean, I mean, I don't want to. I know we've been going on a long time, but like, act the actual inside looks really impressive. Yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful. It's experience. really, really impressive. Yeah, I mean, like the orphan does like orchestra and like stage performances. Oh, that so, like, yeah, that to- I could totally see yeah. that. And, I mean, it's it's an old building. They were talking about that. Like the the lady that was doing 
DMC. She was like, it was also built around the Taisho era. Yeah. Yeah, so, like... Very old. Yeah, because they had seats out front. They they said they were built, like, 1920-something. Yeah, 1926, February 15th. So, oh, wow, we're, we're, we're like, right close to when it was... happy birthday. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So, but yeah, it's a very nice build. I mean, like, even if you're... You missed... You miss this. If you have a chance to ever just go there. Yeah, I mean, they, they do a lot of events there. So if you're ever in L.A., you need to go see, like, a performance or something. That's definitely a place to go. Mm. I think uh, Ben Schwartz is doing something there next week. Yeah. Maybe Let's we should go to that. We, <laughs> we could do it. I will be here for the rest of the week. Yeah, it's called Ben Schwartz and Friends. Hmm. Okay. Maybe he's gonna bring on all the Sonic pals. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dewey? Maybe. Oh, okay. Shit. Or doesn't he allow it? I don't know. Who knows? Yo, they're still tickets. <laughs> How much are they? God. 60 bucks each. That's a good question. <laughs> I, I mean, I mainly heard of Ben Schwartz first because of, like, uh, Parks and Rec. I mean, oh, yeah. The yeah. I mean, I really, I really only know him from Nini, Dog Tales, but like, yeah, Nini's seen Parks and Rec, so is it good? It's, yeah, it's really good. It's okay. really good. Okay. The first season is kind of like trying too hard to like recreate The Office. Yeah, and afterwards it gets a lot of its identity. Oh, yes. Okay, so like many yeah. shows, yeah. like that, like growing into it. The, the weird baby season. Yeah. Into the, yeah. Chris Pratt's also actually. Kind of entertaining in it. Yeah, he Before actually he is. I have meme. I have seen some of the later ones. He is yeah. actually like pretty funny in that. Like him and Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. Aubrey Plaza. Oh my god, they make such a great couple to each to other. It's just. Do you want to do a Parks and Rex um, podcast? <laughs> and listen to this. <laughs> just the two of you. Just. just no, I mean I haven't seen much of it. Right? Okay, you guys have to watch Parks and Rec. <laughs> Okay, add it to the plex. All right, let's yeah. do it. We we need some more. Like we need something that isn't like subtitled. True. Wrecked. <laughs> How long did Parks and Rec go anyways? Because it was pretty. Eight like, seasons, eight seasons, nine seasons, eight or nine. Okay. I think it's eight though. Oh yeah, we should watch something else. But like, unlike The Office, it doesn't go bad after seven seasons. Uh, oh, seven seasons. Yeah. It has a very satisfying ending too. Yeah. yeah. I actually don't know how it ends. Did they finally it, wreck the park? Uh, no. That's not that good. <laughs> they, they kind of unwreck the park? Yeah, I think that's the goal. <laughs> is, it, is the ending good place satisfying? Mm. I'd say so. I mean, no, I, I, I don't know much. I have not seen a single episode, so I'm yeah. just, I'm really just, I, just BSing here. I mean, here, but. to be fair, like, I don't know if you can really compare. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because uh, yeah. good place is like half the length. Yeah, no, I mean, I meant it more in the sense that no, Good yeah, Place yeah. is obviously going for something completely different. With yeah, the yeah. Thing. it's, it's so. co-creator of The Good Place. Yeah, it is, so. yeah. Oh, it's the same shoot. guy. Shoot. It's the same guy, yeah. At first I didn't know if you were saying that because of that. I, don't, I had I, no I actually, idea. I actually <laughs> forgot, because the reason why Nini got me into The Good Place was because of Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. So the creator of Good Place also created Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that I did. Know. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine and Good Place, like that I did know. Nine Nine also had a satisfying ending. I'm actually I'm watching sure that. that. I'm I'm actually watching that with a friend of mine. We're on season three now, mm-hmm. so like yeah. 
Okay, so Parks and I with you, B99 with my friend, and then I watch Good Place by myself, so. But yes, we're, we're clearly talking about other shows here, so. Yeah, we're talking about other podcasts. <laughs> go go watch old NBC thinking. shows. <laughs> exactly. Back when yeah. NBC was good. good. <laughs> Apologies, NBC, if you do anything with my employer in the future. <laughs> he doesn't mean it at all. No, they got the <laughs> Peacock. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Demon Slayer tour was a ton of fun. Definitely go see the... Uh, compilation uh, episode set in theaters when it comes out in early March. But it's going to be both sub and dub too, so mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to go see it again for the dub. Yeah, I probably might do that. I'm deciding. I-, I invited my coworker, but we'll see. I don't know. It also depends on how our um, uh, schedules match up, but. Yeah, I'll most certainly will go see the dub because I enjoy this and I always love going to see it. Regardless, I will be curious to see how long it'll stay in theaters this time. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious how strong the box office performance will be here in North America, whether it'll be comparable to Mugen Train, at least on opening weekend, or you know whether there will be less interest, but it'll still do fairly well. Uh, it's going to be curious. I don't expect it to top the box office, though, because Ant-Man, <laughs> even with the half-life of like being three weeks out at that point, still will probably be earning much more than whatever Demon Slayer could probably make an opening weekend. And also apparently not be a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> even a not good Marvel movie still opening Isn't to like... Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> the goatness of Kang was too powerful to stop the sales. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Kang conquers. He really does. Oh my yeah. god. Love you, love. Well, at least. I love you too. Um, what was it going? At least it comes out like two weeks before Shazam comes out too. So yeah. Yeah, at least have that window to like kind yeah. of. You know, take some of the market share before Shazam kind of comes to take it back. Shazam comes in with the family. True. So, a lot of family. Too to fast to Shazam. See, <laughs> 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 so, yeah, projections for Quantum Mania are like a uh, one oh nine straight A opening. So yeah, with a assuming fifty percent drop off week two, then another fifty maybe week three. Yeah, I don't think that uh, Demon Slayer could surpass whatever anime makes week three. But you know, I could see it make number two. It'll just have to depend on how the competition sets up and how the interest is going to. Yeah, I mean, uh, we shall see in the future. And um, yeah, I'm curious to see how it performs. And uh, yeah, I'm sure like uh, definitely all the Demon Slayer fans, you should go see it. I I know that you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's definitely worth seeing the final episodes of entertainment on the big screen. And this first episode, especially for the Infinity Castle scene, that is something that you can really appreciate and get immersed into the on the big screen so yeah that, definitely take advantage of that like i remember when we saw moving train in like imax for instance i f- i had this feeling like okay this really doesn't feel like it's been enhanced for a theatrical experience of this mm-hmm. scale 
I don't think this has that problem. It feels like this is actually in proper 4K, at least like an upscale 4K. And like the sound is really good, so I think this will actually be a lot better than what you'd usually expect. But will wait, will this 4K 7.1 version be what's shown in the rest of during the nationwide screening? I believe so. At least like in the theaters that can actually support it. Okay, yeah. and I, I guess that question is just like, are is every theater going to be able to support that? I think that uh, it's going to be a question mark. Also, this is opening against Creed 3, so... Oops. Uh, Dang. Ash, oh, at we best, almost had it. At best, I think it'll get numbers. Three? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you mean know. a Shitano Creed? Yeah, a Shitano <laughs> Creed. <laughs> which technically, the company that produces Creed is owned by my employer. So, so you have to go see it. Like, I mean, I love Creed. I, I genuinely love Creed. So. I, I saw the first yeah. one. I really should watch. I, I the saw... second one is so good. It is Ashita no Joe as fuck. Okay, so. Yeah. No, so we. I need to go. Because I did really, I did genuinely like the first one. Yeah. Like, Creed 2 gives, like, really good closure to Rocky as well. I should actually watch these at some point. I've seen most of Creed 1, but I have not seen... Actually, no, wait. I think I saw part of Rocky 4. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you really only have to see, like, the first, like, few Rockies. Yeah. Maybe, like, one or two. I've never seen it. I've been to the Rocky statue, and I went up the stairs. But do you like Rocky Revisor? It has almonds in it. Uh, <laughs> we are oh really... This is, I, this is all going to Patreon, by the way. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, it has chocolate in it. Why are you asking me this question? Because we were making Rocky, like, things. <laughs> That's the only thing that came to mind. No, it's <laughs> not that I don't like almonds. I can't really eat almonds anyways. Yes, I know, dear. Yes. Alright. I actually thought I had peanuts for the longest time, and then I was like, Looking at it, and I was like, oh, wait, it's almonds? That explains so much. Uh, anyway, yeah. sorry, yeah, on topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, we've drained the well on Demon Slayer for now. Uh, but we'll be coming back soon with uh, some more Demon Slayer discussions. We'll probably have a second round discussion on, actually, this uh, screening to the Swordsmith Village when the theatrical releases with uh, another group of people. Probably Laser Kid and a few of the dub folks. So, yeah. Um, we will come back then uh, with our hearts ablaze. Yes, it's time to sheet our swords and get them reforged. And Indeed. come back even stronger. In yeah. a few weeks' time. Yeah, so uh, until next time, let's uh, get out of here. So... Sakaki, where can people find you? Um, everywhere and nowhere at once. Um, at Kirobon, K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N on Twitter. Not really much. Well, I'll be tweeting my LA adventures, because as I mentioned, I'll be here for the next week. Yeah, we, we bought so much manga today. <laughs> I tweeted it, and I'm already like, I'm in danger. <laughs> and I still got Plus, we'll be going to Mario Land tomorrow, so we're definitely going to buy some If there. we get in. If we get in, honestly... If we get there early enough, we gotta get out of bed. We gotta get moving. I mean, I I don't sleep past like eight, but yeah. Um. Also, but where you can really find me, where the real fun stuff happens, is 
at WSS Talkback, which is weekly Shokakukan edition, where we talk about all of the the what could be con- considered the, the weekly Conan magazine, like or free rent at this point. But either way, <laughs> like we talk about all this shonen. There are lots of t- magazine twitters out there, but we're the only ones that talk about the entire magazine every single week. And we also have wsstalkback.blogspot.com, where we have reviews, interviews, and translations of interviews, and stuff like that. The most recent thing is... Oh, this is a great segue for this. But, like, the most recent thing is a guest writer wrote a review for the Michael-san Netflix drama. Um, and so we always love to have people, you know... If you're interested in writing something about Shokaku-Con, or it doesn't have to be something running a weekly Sunday, which is our focus, but if it's Shokaku-Con related, we'd love to, you know, have you write something to contact us. Someone write about Big Comic. <laughs> Why don't you do it? Like, you, you've, been, you've had, like, you a, you, you've been telling me you'd write something about Blue, like, Blue Giant for, like, two years now. <laughs> you haven't done it. Maybe when the Blue Giant movie finally comes yes. out. Yes. Yeah. Do- See, there you go. I'll remind you, you for like two shut. things on hold. <laughs> I, mean, I also can literally go buy Big Comic, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I thought I could only buy Big Comic Original, but then Sakaki bought Big Comic today. It's funny. Kinokuniya. It, uh, yeah, it's funny because like, I only bought the Big Comic that I got because Michael-san was on the cover. <laughs> so, and we like, can't find the Michael-san stuff in there. Yeah, just, yeah I, I'm going to look through it later. But, I mean, I'm also on way too many podcasts with... Or hopefully I'll be back on this one again at some point. Besides, yes, we're not, not going to forget about you this time. <laughs> um, I also write for Toonami Faithful, so that's another thing I do. And yeah, that's it, really. Because oh, where are you? oh, I almost forgot. I'm also on another podcast with our good buddy Colton at another day, another adventure, another DB Pod on Twitter, where we talk. If it's animated and has Goku in it, we are probably going to watch it and talk about it. So basically, I have a lifetime contract with Colton now. <laughs> so, you even bought Frieza juice. Yeah, True. we did. I did. I actually bought like stuff to drink and talk about on this show, and yeah, I hope it's good, and or at least you know, doesn't taste like dying Saiyans, I guess. I mean, it's basically, it's like yeah, I was Is gonna it? say it's literally just sparkling water. With yeah, it's, so it's made by the Tears of the Namekians. <laughs> Tears. Oh my god. It's so bad. Oh my god. So. We eat some like lemons. Oh god. The Americans are nothing but water. That's all they drink. So they eat. That's that's Freeze is so cool. Oh my god. I mean, I also got Goku Black. I mean, which is oddly yeah, peach flavored. Um, he's but... also destroyed several planets. See, I haven't seen I, Super. You know, so I, I think I, I, I actually... the one. Okay. Did he kill a god, though? Yes, yes, he did kill a god. He killed Goas, but... Uh, okay, he... I really need to watch Super, it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, he only destroyed the Earth, I think. Well, he destroyed the entire universe. No, he destroyed the Earth. I thought he needed to destroy the entire, like, timeline. You mean the Earth isn't the universe? Did he destroy the entire... No, he didn't destroy the entire timeline. The Xeno destroyed the entire timeline. Oh, okay, yeah. Because he's trying to, like, cloud thingy and then, like... Yeah, but that was just on Earth, I think. Xeno's a jerk. (laughs) Honestly. Well, Xeno's a child, and children are jerks, yeah. Sorry. There's nothing crueler than a child. Exactly. (laughs) There's nothing... Oh, and now there's two of them. <laughs> exactly. And so that's my plug, everybody. <laughs>
Yeah. What's worse than a color child? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Lom, where, where can people find you? You can find me at Lomoyasha, wherever I am, a variety of places, like Twitter, I'm still in there, but also like um, Animation Revelation, Annie List, Letterboxd, I'm there by that name. Wherever there's a Lomoyasha, you can find me there by that name. And if you like the podcast I do, you can find that on MongoRance.com, including the eponymous MongoRance podcast, where we discuss manga as a medium and as an industry. We cover the latest news happening in the industry. We review new series. We do retrospectives on older, completed titles. We do interviews with folks working in the manga industry. And just talk about series and stuff about manga we love. Everyone who has appeared on this episode has appeared on Manga Mavericks talking about manga that we love, including Demon Slayer. So definitely check us out. And you can find Manga Mavericks also on Twitter at Manga Digital Mavericks, on Tumblr, MangaMavericks.com, YouTube at YouTube slash C slash Manga Mavericks. And on every podcast feed you can think of, Apple Pockets, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, whatnot. And that also applies to the other podcasts I do, Lum Squad, the Yurusiyatsu Focus Podcast, dedicated to discussing the wonderful Wacky World of Kakashi's classic sci-fi rom-com series. We have had a lot of fun discussing the manga recently completed by Viz Media and the new ongoing anime the classic anime that is going to be released by Discotech starting in April, and the movies now streaming and Crunchyroll, and also available to purchase from Discotech. You know, there's just so much to talk about here. It's a lot of stuff going on with the franchise these days. A lot of stuff to be excited about and talk about as a Wubutakashi fan. So definitely check us out. You can. Follow us on Twitter at Squad, and you can also find our YouTube by searching for it in the search bar. And you can find us again on every podcast platform. You can get back to podcast profile, Stitcher, wherever we are, you know, pretty much every platform you can find us there. We also cross post episodes on Mongorance feed and post episodes early, much, oftentimes much early on our Patreon. And yeah, our Monk Grants Patreon uh, supports both shows, so you can head over to that at patreon.com slash And if you like the art I make, the thumbnails I draw for our podcast, or the animations illustrations I do in general, you can find that on my Instagram, at SidArtWorks. Awesome. And Jekka, where can people find you? Uh, you can finally... <laughs> Let me try that again. You can find me almost anywhere on the internet as Jekka1021. There are a couple other places that I don't go by that, mostly because I'm trying to, like, rebrand. Not really rebrand. I'm trying to, like, start over anew. Because there's, like, some stuff that, like, I have accounts for, but they, um, I haven't used them in forever, so I'm kind of like, eh, time for a reset. Um, if... Those ever come up, usually I'll have something on Twitter while it's still alive. Um, I haven't written anything on the blog for a while, but I think the last thing I did was 
for Khan. Oh, yeah. I did the review for um, uh, Otakon uh, last year. Um, that was back in August. It's been six months. The long, long ago. Oh, no. I have a couple things that I'm trying to work on, but I'm also uh, trying to sort out my life. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, recently, Sakaki and I were on uh, One Podcast Prevail, so you can uh, listen to that episode where we uh, just talk about mermaids and such. Insidious. And Heiji. And, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, Gosho, um, not, I don't know, um, cutting corners. We'll just go with that. <laughs> um, has that really good Heiji saving Kazo scene, though? True. As Gosho tends to do. As he tends to do. He says, the anime will fix this in post. <laughs> um, if. I usually rant about stuff on Twitter, so don't go there. But um, uh, if you want to check me out, you can usually find me there or on YouTube. I'm usually commenting and just sitting around doing nothing on YouTube. Cool. Yeah, definitely follow all these folks. They're all amazing people that deserve your love. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. And then I write various things for MangaMavericks.com as well as TanamiFaithful.com, so you can check out my writing over there. And then I do a number of podcasts, uh, like Sakaki mentioned before. Uh, some of them include Dumb Weebs Podcast, Saturday Night Shoggy, and Shaman King Podcast, Oversoul Shaman King Podcast. And you can find those at Dumb Weebs Pod, at Sat Night Shoggy, and at Shaman King Pod, respectively. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, Sakaki and Jack, I was actually also recently on One Podcast Prevails and the episode right before, uh, <laughs> about Heiji's mom. So... Does she have it going on? I mean, she has, a <laughs> She has that accent. She also has some sword skills. Yeah. She's also voiced by, um, Tsunade from... Wait, Naruto. is that the current one or the... Remember, she used to have a different voice actor. Yeah. They changed her when the movie came out. I don't know if it's a current one, but I mean, when she appeared, she was definitely Matsuko Katsuki. Details. Sorry. In any case, she's very underutilized for how cool she is. Yeah. We need more Heiji and Heiji accessories in our (laughs) (laughs) He's giving them his own spinoff. Yeah. We need Hank Hill to pitch a Heiji (laughs) spinoff. But yeah, you can uh, check out that yeah, episode. For pain. For pain accessories. <laughs> That's why I need the AG and AG accessories show. <laughs> uh, it was a really bad joke, clearly. <laughs> but yes. No, no, uh, Hank just goes back to Japan to visit his rudder and then just ends up meeting Heiji and they start a business together. Oh, Lord. Yeah, well, what's That's his gonna... brother's name? Like, uh, Toshiro? Yajinichiro. What are happening to Jadichiro? He's still in Japan. He came to Luan's wedding. He did? Yeah, he was at the wedding. Did he talk? No, but he was there. Oh, <laughs> everyone everyone <laughs> was there at Luan's wedding. I mean, that's, that's good that Hank and Ibert still in touch then. Yeah. Maybe he'll show up in the sequel. I hope so. You know, like, honestly, they should have him show up in the sequel. That'd be yeah. great. And he probably... 
he'll have kids and you can talk with like Bobby. Bobby, I don't know. If they they can celebrate Cotty being dead. What? <laughs> terrible father. Oh my god. Wow. Cotty being dead. Yeah, I don't know. He might have mixed feelings about that. I think Peggy is the only one who's like really happy about that. <laughs> I mean, she literally told him to F off on his death he bed. Literally di- he, he literally died despite her. He li- that's Why literally what he did. Turn to King because King Every, of the Hill is amazing. King of the Hill is king. It, it's art. It's, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it I, is I PTV. It. That's why it is King of the Hill. Yeah. Ah, so the Hill. Exactly. This is really Yeah. <laughs> Definitely check out that one podcast for Pales episode. <laughs> that has nothing to do with King of the Hill. We need a King of the Hill. Uh, Podcast. Maybe. I'm going yeah, to the King of the Hill podcast. Well, yeah, there's Talk King of the Hill, which yeah, is like yeah, but there's other King of the Hill podcasts. Yeah, that's true. Talk King of the Hill is really good though. Yeah. Listen to the Talk King of the Hill. Yeah, <laughs> which you can do by subscribing to the Talk King. I like that. Where are we? Where are we right now? Where? <laughs> Apparently, we're still on the hill. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we kind of need to make our way now. But <laughs> as- <laughs> oh God. <laughs> But, as far as the Demon Slayer Podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at Slayer Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast, and on the Chidami Faithful website at chidamifaithful.com slash Podcast. And the podcast is on basically every platform at this point. Spotify, Anchor, Podbay, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So, wherever you are, and whatever your preferred listening experience is, just go look up our podcast, uh, give it a listen, and also uh, rate and review us if you have time. It uh, really helps the podcast and helps our growth, so we really appreciate any feedback that we get. But that about does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later.